Well, it was uh, the 80s, and I worked for an insurance company, and they transferred me and my young family, my two girls and my wife, to uh, Utah. And my wife was not happy with this move. She was very skeptical of the whole Mormon thing, and I tried to tell her, everything is going to be just fine. You know, this is America. These people are just like us. We're going to have a ball. And what about the skiing? Anyway, it wasn't two months, and she came to me, and she said, somebody's stalking us. And I said, what? How, how, what are you talking about? She goes, yeah. This guy shows up in a black car. He stops in front of our house. He sits there for a minute. He drives on, and I'm going, big deal. He goes, no, no, he does it over and over and over again. And I'm going, how do you know? I mean, what are you, you're looking outside all the time? She goes, I can tell by the sound of his snow tires. I'm thinking, yeah, it's winter in Utah. I mean, a lot of people have snow tires. Anyway, as the, uh, I have to tell you, I, I, was, I was skeptical. And I, uh, I, I have to admit, I ignored her. And <laughs> as, the, as the year went by, uh, according to her, he came by several more times, and finally we got to summer, and it stopped. And I said, hmm, imagine that. The snow tire noise has stopped. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought that we'd pass that, and as time went by, uh, we started going out, and uh, we went to a play one night, and as we returned, we're pulling into our street, and all of our neighbors are out in front of our house, and there's a cop car there. And the, cop, the lights are on on the car, and we immediately park, and we, we go over to the, to the babysitter and her dad in the front yard, and, and they're talking to the cops. And I can hear her giving the story to the cops, and it's the exact same story that my wife tells me. In fact, even the creepy snow tires are in the story. And I'm thinking, crap. Anyway, um, I noticed that she gives the license plate number to the guy, the cop, and I'm, I'm wondering what the cops are gonna do, but he turns to me and he says, we checked this out, it's nothing to worry about here, forget about it. And I'm going, you've gotta be kidding me, aren't you, aren't you concerned about the out of season snow tire use? I mean, <laughs> uh, and he even gets more emphatic and he says, there's nothing here. And he leaves and he just drives away. And I frankly am nervous at this point. I mean, I've kind of taken this personal. And I'm beginning to wonder, you know, who is this guy? So I go to the dad, he's got the license plate number. And I take the plate and I run it at a, at a uh, guy that owns a wrecking yard. And he, he comes back and it's a 1983 Audi. And the guy's just like me, I mean, he's got about my age, thinking, hmm. So I do a little more looking, and I, I wonder, you know, I, I have a job where I make decisions about money, and well, I wonder if this guy's got an ax to grind. But I check it against all my lists at work, and I don't know this guy at all. So I figure, hmm, I wonder what's going on. At any rate, time goes by, nothing really happens. But eventually, he starts coming back again. And me and the neighbors, everybody, is out chasing this guy away from the front of my house. And I'm beginning to really worry, and my wife is terrified. 
So I finally say to her, you know, if he comes by again, we're going to take care of him. And we come up with a plan. <laughs> the plan involves me dressing up. Now, I had an old motorcycle jacket, you know, black. <laughs> and I had some cowboy boots. And the idea was, if he comes by again, if she hears the snow tires again, I was going to jump down, go down in my clothes, go down to the car, jump in the car, put the, light, put the, put the garage door up, and turn the lights off and wait for him to come by again. And then I was going to slip in right behind him, and hopefully find out what's going on. <laughs> okay. and said, you know, and this was one of those stupid plans. I mean, <laughs> I could get shot doing this, you know. So sure enough, that next night, she shows up. I mean, he shows up, and we execute the plan. I go down, I, I jump in the car, I wait for him. He goes by. I get right behind him. I hit the brights, and he is heading out breaks off his normal route around the, around the neighborhood, and I get right behind him. And I wait for him to get to a, tra a traffic light, and he stops, and I jump out, and I run up to his car, and I bang on the quarter panel, and the guy sticks his head out, and he looks at me, and I'm thinking, this is it. I'm going to end up getting shot right now. <laughs> but the guy goes, and he gets out of the car, and we start to walk towards one another. And we do that funny little man crab walk, you know? You know, you're kind of walking like this. Because you don't, you know, you're trying to protect this area right here, the daddy part. And, and anyway, we get up close to one another, and I'm wondering what's going to happen. And the guy says, I didn't think anybody noticed. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. But, you know, it's funny. It just totally disarmed me. And I, I, didn't, I didn't challenge him. I just said, and I listened to him. And the guy said, I've been seeing a woman. And when I drive by and stop in front of your house and I look at my driver's light, my, my driver's door window, I can see a window in the back of her house. And if that light is on, I know her husband's gone and it's safe to come by. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I've been terrified for a year because you've been horny to have sex with this woman? <laughs> anyway, I, I go and I... I basically shrugged my shoulders and I said, I understand. <laughs> and I, w I walked away, I walked away and I, I went home and I told my wife the story and we all had a good chuckle and I never noticed the guy again. <laughs>